Welcome to the Kingdom Mindset Podcast, where we provide revolutionary training materials to individuals, healing practitioners, leaders, and influencers globally. Your kingdom destiny awaits, and it all begins with a mindset. Hello and welcome. My name is Jessica Rothmeyer, and this is the Kingdom Mindset Podcast. Today we'll be talking about identity and how through my experience as a professional counselor, it came to be a realization that identity is truly the foundation for a strong mental and emotional health. And to really be firmly planted in your identity is a difficult journey. In fact, so many of my clients would come with these types of frustrations in discovering who am I, what am I supposed to be doing in life, Uh, spending a great deal of time and energy in counseling, going to conferences, reading self-help books, just trying to truly discover who they are. It's such a spiritual and philosophical question that I think the world today says that you can choose. You can be whatever you want. Although that might sound fun and even like the ultimate freedom, it's not. Having to choose or figure out your identity actually creates chaos and insecurity in a person's mental and emotional health. Just like a child needs rules, boundaries, and wise counsel from their parents in order to feel secure and to mature in healthy ways. So does each human being need their identity assignment from their creator, from their father God. One thing that I have used as an example as we talk about finding our identity, what that looks like, and if we try to do so by the world's teachings, would be to compare it to middle school. And um, I think we can all say if we had the choice, we'd skip that stage in our life. <laughs> and I have counseled hundreds of teens and preteens in that Uh, difficult circumstance and giving them, equipping them with tools and skills to get through social situations. And really what that period of our life is all about is separating from being a child under our parents and being who they say we are or we should be and trying to figure out for ourselves who we are, who we want to be, how we're going to fit in, um, what are the the things we believe based on talents, giftings, and just really what a person is starting to observe in the world. And through that process, how often do these preteens and teens, let's say it's 12 to age 15, suffer in their mental health? And I believe that's exactly why, because When we struggle with our identity, I really believe that causes these severe mental and emotional issues. I've seen it throughout my counseling experience. It's something that truly cannot be denied. And what we're looking for in that life stage, going back to the life experiment of middle school, is to belong, is to feel loved, approved of, and accepted by others. And that's really what we're trying to base our identity on. And then as we grow and mature and become adults, we start to base our identity on things like our career, how much money we make, the title that is after our name. 
And even to the point of saying, will I be remembered after I'm gone? How will people uh, see my life and did it have worth? And the problem is, is when we base our identity either on our opinion of ourself or that of others, is that human nature is fickle, that our feelings change, our life circumstances change. I can't tell you how many people I have counseled through difficult life circumstances, such as losing a job, having a loved one close to them pass away, having adult children move out of their home, and they will say, I feel like I don't know who I am. I have always been a mom, or I have always been this certain career. Placing their identity in a role of who they believe themselves to be or who they are to someone else will always lead to an unstable place in our mind and in our emotions. Another thing the world tells us is, you know, you just need better self-esteem. How do we do that? Well, we use self-care, self-affirmation. Just read another self-help book. (laughs) But I can tell you that there is no steadfast way to have good self-esteem or a heightened sense of self-confidence as long as you are looking to do that in and of yourself through striving, through your own efforts. Because let's be frank about it, someone is always smarter, stronger, prettier, and better. And you can't trick yourself out of those observations, those daily observations. And the more we try to focus on ourselves, even with a good attitude, the more that leads us down a path of being focused on what we do, how others perceive us, and all of a sudden, we're having a bad day. We're having a bad week. Or even, I'm having a bad life. Focusing on self actually leads to shame, self-rejection, and self-hatred because we are in a constant state of comparing ourselves to others. The world can identify this problem. It's so interesting to me, being in the psychology field for so many years, that they can put a label on it, a diagnosis, and say, here's your problem. This is what you're struggling with. But they don't really have an answer for those problems. Other than, just try harder. Believe in yourself. When I started to hear this phrase say, said in the last 10 years a little bit more, believe in yourself, and then knowing what I know about the human mind and how I counsel people from a spiritual perspective, I just thought that was the silliest phrase I had ever heard. You're telling someone who is struggling with who they are and how they see themselves to believe in that that they should just believe in something good or better when that's the exact thing that they don't know who they are. So when it comes to seeking out this identity, an identity that is firm and never changing, it can only be found in Christ. And many times we throw around this phrase of, you just need to find your identity in Christ. That can be a little bit of a Christianese term. And do we really know what that means? Have we found that for ourselves as we give this advice to other people? I'd like to offer you the first step in really stepping into 
what God has for you, which is a firm foundation in him. And that step is to make a prayer to receive your identity because it is not something that you can earn. It is the opposite of what the world says. The world says, go do it, be something, try harder, do more. And in the kingdom, God says, I have this gift for you that you cannot earn, you do not deserve, but it cannot be taken from you. So if that's something that you're interested in, if you would say this prayer along with me, it will be your first step into a steadfast identity. Heavenly Father, today I ask to step into the identity you destined for me. I know I will never be enough or whole on my own. I ask for forgiveness and receive the gift of eternal life through Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. I ask Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of my life. And I take on the full identity of his righteousness today. In your precious and holy name I pray. Amen. So now, as you have declared this prayer to be your heart's desire, God can now begin to download this divine design of who he created you to be in Christ And this is something that you will be on this journey for the rest of your life. Because the character and the attributes of the Lord are so multifaceted and so grand, it is not something that we could immediately understand the first step that we take, but that the Lord will use incredible moments of intimacy, of life circumstances to continue to unfold your identity throughout your life here on this earth. One of the most beautiful things I find about having your identity in Christ rather than in the world is this idea that uh, no one is better than anyone else. Because we were created in God's image and because you receive the righteousness of Christ, We were all made equal in that moment. Romans 2.11 says, God is no respecter of persons, that we are all equal in Christ. Can you imagine the unity and peace that would bring to the world if everyone knew their Christ-based identity? This absolute truth. There would be no competition These ideas of uh, declaring who they are or what they need to achieve would simply melt away as we would come into this full understanding of identity that is so much greater than we could ever hope to imagine. To know your divine identity is something that, uh, again, does not just come in the moment that you said that prayer today. It really is a journey of studying who Christ is, who our Father in Heaven is, in order to walk in their footsteps and really take on those attributes, you have to know who they are. Otherwise, this idea of a Christ-based identity continues to be a mystery, and people become frustrated, and they abandon it like another self-help trick. So, 
Instead of self-talk, which is something that is one of the number one therapeutic interventions taught in counseling today, uh, and, and we all know what that is, that maybe a, a movie or a skit of some kind kind of pokes fun at this idea that we stand in front of a mirror and we say, I am good, I am smart, I am beautiful. But again, do we believe these things for a moment? till we see someone who we think is smarter and more beautiful. So rather than focusing on this self-talk, which really doesn't establish any type of steadfast identity, I suggest that people make Christ-based identity decrees. There is something um, about being able to speak a word out loud. It's something that we will talk about in future episodes of this podcast. And it's about the power and authority that is in our tongue. Because we are made in the image of God, and the very beginning of how creation came to be is that Father God spoke it into existence. And now we have that same spiritual authority. And then I can combine that with science. As I've studied the brain and how people learn, that scientists have discovered if we are struggling to really accept something to be true or we're trying to hardwire it into our neural pathways, that if you speak things aloud, you hear it and it plants it inside of you in a stronger and more permanent way. So it's really important that you speak these things aloud. Even though it might seem a little silly and you say to yourself, I'm just walking around my house speaking these things, nobody's really listening, it's powerful. As I just explained, it's planting a seed inside of you to believe it. And then more importantly, it's making a declaration in the spiritual realm that you mean business. You are taking these promises from God's word and declaring, I believe these to be true. And when you do that, you're actually making a governmental decree. You are taking God's word, which is law, and decreeing it from your mouth to be true. And all of the spiritual realm has to be obedient to that. So it's one of the most powerful spiritual weapons we possess as Christians, as believers, in establishing this steadfast identity in Christ. And there are scripture throughout the Bible that speak to the identity of our Father in heaven and of Christ. And we want to own all of those characteristics and attributes And so I have actually uh, accumulated some of those Christ-based decrees on my website. So you can go to kingdommindset.global and download a PDF for free of these Christ-based decrees. And I would encourage you to speak those out every single day to equip yourself to learn more about who Christ is and then really own that as part of who you are claiming that to be your identity. I suggest that you teach this to your teens and your children as well, that this is a practical daily skill that we all should be walking in so that we never forget who God created us to be and our righteousness in Christ. Thank you for listening today and join me next week as I discuss the importance of finding your true purpose in life. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Kingdom Mindset Podcast, where it is our vision to see all lives set free.